Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. There's nothing like being totally engrossed in a good mystery or thriller. Audible has thousands of immersive audiobook titles to spark your imagination and get your heart thumping. Since it's summer, you might want to check out The Vacation Rental. Very well told and very unsettling. You won't want to turn it off. And since this is a parenting podcast, I should also mention that audiobooks are a wonderfully enriching experience for children because they aren't passive entertainment like other kids' media. They engage your child's imagination and can nurture both listening and language skills. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. That's audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 today. You can count on T-Mobile to help keep you connected. After investing billions to light up their network from big cities to small towns, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, when you switch to T-Mobile, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus Verizon and AT&T. Visit your neighborhood store or tmobile.com to switch. Plan savings with T-Mobile, third line free on essentials via monthly bill credits versus comparable available plans. Plan features may vary. Credits stop if you cancel or change plans. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. This week, I'm responding to a slightly agitated mom who is concerned about the influence that her mother-in-law, who's just moved into their house, is having with her 22-month-old daughter, who she's been trying to raise with a sense of confidence and independence. Before I begin, I want to remind everybody that both of my books are available on audio at audible.com and in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Apple.com. That's No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. So here's the email that I received. Hi, Janet. My 22-month-old daughter is the epitome of dependent. I was always a believer in raising an independent child and so made sure not to be around my daughter all the time. However, seven months ago, my mother-in-law started living with us and she has ruined my girl by constantly being there for her. My mother-in-law loves it when people are dependent on her. She has raised her own daughter in a similar manner and as a result, my sister-in-law is incapable of deciding anything for herself. Anyway, now my daughter needs my company all the time does not play at all on her own, and whines nonstop for my attention. If I refuse firmly, she goes crying to her granny and complains about me. My mother-in-law immediately says that mama is bad and gives in to my daughter's request. The result is a clingy, whiny, and stubborn toddler who doesn't let me work, cook, or even talk on the phone. She whines and runs to me in any situation of conflict. Also, she doesn't let me be out of her sight even for a minute. I started applying Rye principles after reading your book, but following it is very, very difficult given that my mother-in-law opposes me at every instance saying that I cannot treat a 22-month-old as an adult. With two such extremely opposite ways of parenting, my girl is getting confused, causing her to be more stubborn and irritated all the time. For the next three months, my hubby will be traveling abroad, so it will be just me, my mother-in-law, and my girl. 
What do I do? I wish to turn around my daughter's behavior because I'm worried that she will end up being a mess otherwise. I'm losing hope and patience. Please, please help. Okay. Now, in these kinds of situations, uh, which can be maybe we have a different parenting approach than our spouse, or we have, as in this case, a family member that's there very frequently and, you know, living with us or around a lot and has a different approach, we really have to understand where our power lies. I mean, obviously, spouses have a lot of influence over the child. The mother-in-law, since she is going to be there, she'll have some influence. But the primary influence is still the primary caregiver. So mostly what goes on between, in this case, the mother-in-law and the granddaughter, most of that will not be necessarily so defining for our child in terms of her feelings about herself and her personality and her self-confidence. It will more define the relationship that those two have. It's different with the primary caregiver. With the primary caregiver, it's obviously about our relationship with our child, number one. But we also, through that relationship, give our child a lot of messages about them, you know, their value in the world. What I would like this mother to know, or other parents in this position, is that really she holds all the power. And that's, you know, kind of scary. I mean, we do have a lot of influence with our children, but it's also very positive in that she can trust that the work that she's doing with her child will matter most and have the most impact on her development. Really, a mother-in-law can't ruin a child. You know, it's even very hard for a parent to ruin a child. So first and foremost, the mother-in-law is not going to ruin this girl. And if she wants to constantly be there for her, I think that's all right. Doesn't sound like you're going to change this person's ideas of, you know, how she wants to be with her granddaughter. So I would let that go with a lot of love and not let it bother you. Just know that your daughter knows the difference between uh, the way her primary caregiver interacts with her and the way her grandmother does. These are different relationships. And again, the one that is most powerful by far is the one between you and your daughter. So with that in mind, here's how I would deal with some of these behaviors that this daughter is showing. So the mom says, anyway, now my daughter needs my company all the time, does not play on at all on her own, and whines nonstop for my attention. All of those things are really about this mother feeling confident in her boundaries. And maybe what's going on with the mother-in-law is making her feel less confidence in herself because she's worried. She's worried that something terrible is happening here that she can't control. So getting that worry out of the way, first of all, letting go of the mother-in-law, letting her have, letting her do her thing, <laughs> puts that aside. And from there, this mother still has to be confident in her boundaries. So it's got to be okay if her daughter whines. It's got to be okay if her daughter wants her attention constantly if she can't play on her own for the time being and wants this mother's company all the time, this mother still has to be able to say, you want this really badly. I hear that. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going in this room to do this. And, you know, maybe you close the door. I mean, it's kind of nice knowing the grandmother is there so you can safely do that. 
or I'm doing this now and maybe she's following you around and you let that go and let that be okay with you. It's just somebody following you around. You don't let that grate on you. You don't let that push your buttons and make you feel like everything she says, every whine is something that you're responsible for, that there's a problem and it's getting worse and worse. We've got to find it in ourselves to unplug that part inside us that says we've got to react every time our child wants us or needs us, you know, and and we can only remove ourselves from our child's grip if our child wants to be us to be removed from their grip. And that's just not going to happen, you know, especially with a girl that sounds very strong-willed and is dealing with a kind of stressful situation in that she's feeling all the discomfort that the mother has and she's feeling kind of the, the dynamic and that people aren't happy with each other and her mother's really upset, upset enough to say that she's losing hope and patience. Please, please help. That's what she says at the end of this. So this mother's having a serious trauma around this. And what that means is that this little girl is feeling like her mom's shaky and she needs her mom to not be shaky. She's still, even though grandma's there, she still needs her mom to be her leader and to be her uh, solid person that she can depend on to take care of her, to be in charge of her. So she's feeling that rocking. So that's creating more of this, you know, I need you, I need to be with you. And that's where you've got to, this mother's got to hold her ground. Shouldn't be an angry thing or a, you know, mad at you and why don't you let me go. Feel safe about her being in this kind of dynamic with you where she's not agreeing with your choice. Know that that's healthy for her, that actually something really positive is going on when you're showing her what it's like to assert boundaries with somebody so that she can do this for herself and so that she can know, you know, as she grows, that other people have boundaries and they don't just let your feelings affect them and change their minds and make them feel mad at you for having them and all of those things. Be that strong person that trusts. First of all, trusts that your daughter's not getting ruined and that your mother-in-law's relationship with her is separate from yours and on a totally different level. Next, know that it's perfectly fine for her to have this behavior. The behavior makes a lot of sense. She needs to whine. She needs to express, "Ah, people have a lot of feelings around me and you know what? I I need to get this out of my body. So this mom says that she refuses firmly and she goes crying to her granny and complains about you. That's fine. Just let her do that. She loves you. She adores you. You know, let them have their little story about you. Don't you buy into that. And don't worry. Your daughter knows you and your mother-in-law much better than you probably imagine. She knows whose heart is totally there for her and who's got so much invested in her and who is her mom that she depends on. That's you. So, Don't let what's going on with somebody else bring you down. Just keep focused on your relationship with your daughter and being able to have boundaries with her and being able to allow her to complain about your boundaries as much as she wants to, still holding solid to them. You know, it's good that you're being firm, but firm doesn't mean harsh and stern. It means I'm not changing my mind. This is what I'm doing and I know I'm doing this and... I'm really comfortable with you being mad at me for doing this. That's the kind of firm that works. 
So then she says that her mother-in-law immediately says that mama is bad and gives into my daughter's request. And the result is a clingy, whiny, and stubborn toddler who doesn't let me work, cook. So even though the grandmother is giving into her demands and allowing her to cling as much as she wants, she still brings this behavior to her mother. So that shows that she really does want to work this out with her mother. And that's what she's supposed to do, you know, in a close, securely attached relationship. These are all good signs. And I think her behavior is reflective of this mother's lack of confidence right now in what's going on. And that's affecting the mother's ability to hold her limits. You don't have to buy into clinging desires. You can very kindly acknowledge and say, you're not doing them or, you know, I'm going to do it after I do this. I'll sit with you. And then I'd love you to cling on me, (laughs) but I'm not going to let you do it now when I'm busy. Doesn't let me work, cook, or even talk on the phone. Yeah, so the talking on the phone, we can't really help because she can interrupt. And I mean, I remember doing that to my mother way back when. We never wanted her to be on the phone. And she was a stay-home mom, and (laughs) we had, you know, a good deal of her attention, but we just hated her being on the phone. We needed her right then really badly. So the way to handle that is to really just let her go on and on, say the minimal, I'm talking, but I hear you, you want me, but I'm still doing this right now. And then do your best to stay on that call or pretend you're staying on that call and not be intimidated by it, not be intimidated by this little girl who's just, you know, she sounds like she's kind of testing you because she feels her... Her leadership is a little wobbly right now, and she needs it not to be so that she can express her feelings in this you know, situation. So I would work on trying to perceive these as positive interactions that you're having that are giving her actually really great messages and not let it get you to the point where you want to explode um, or that you do explode. You know, whatever that is in you that's letting it wear on you. I would make peace with that, try to understand it, and let it go. And the other part of this is that if you can, you know, carry on and not let all her requests and, you know, all her attention-getting behavior wear on you or even bother you, if you can normalize it for yourself and carry on, then it will have an overall effect on her doing these things. Because when you stop giving it power... It will stop being this interesting thing that she's compelled to do. That's when she will let go of you and go play or go hang out with her grandma and say bad things about you, which is, ah, let them have their game, you know? I don't know. I I can see why this bothers this mom. I certainly can. She doesn't feel supported. She feels undermined and uh, all of that. But your daughter isn't taking this stuff with her grandma that seriously. I sincerely doubt she sees it as any more than a game. So then she says she whines and runs to me in any situation of conflict. So that would be, you know, a case-by-case response, but whining and running to her, I would, you know, not see this as a perilous situation because it sounds like she just knows that this whiny behavior, it gets to you, (laughs) it pushes your button, you know, Whining is kind of like a constipated cry sometimes. And she's just, she's kind of in this (laughs) drama, you know, her life is a bit of a drama right now. But 
this mom can take herself out of the drama if she wants to, instead of getting sucked into it. And that's what I recommend. So if she whines and runs to you, just, you know, be open to, oh, what's going on? What? Oh, wow. If she wants you to come fix something and you can't right then, you know, I can't, I can't do that now, but I'll, I'll help you with that later when I'm done with so-and-so. And then now she's whining and whining at you and, and you have to let it go. And then I wouldn't keep telling her that you're doing something. Once you've said, this is what I'm doing, don't keep saying that again because she actually knows that then. Just say, you know, every once in a while, she's badgering you. Every once in a while, say, wow, you're still asking me about that. You're still thinking about that. And then keep doing what you're doing until you are done. Your energy right now will ideally go into holding on to yourself in this relationship with your daughter and with your mother-in-law as well. Holding on to yourself and your power and not letting them drag you down or strip you of your power. That could only happen if you let them. And really your daughter, I don't know what your mother-in-law needs here, but your daughter needs you to She needs you to hold your power and your strength. Be that person she can bounce all her whines and complaints and demands off of. And then she can release them. It's not going to rock you. And she doesn't let me be out of her sight even for a minute. Well, again, that's up to this mother. I mean, she can be in her sight. The girl can be following her around looking at her. But that's got to be okay. We can't run around like scurry around like a mouse trying to get away from that. We've got to hold ourselves together and let her do it. It doesn't hurt you. If she wants to keep watching you and not play, don't let that bother you. Just let that behavior be. So now she says, I started applying Rye principles after reading your book, but it's difficult given that my mother-in-law opposes me at every instance saying that I cannot treat a 22-month-old as an adult. Well, I'd like to know more about what that looks like because maybe there's a misunderstanding here because I definitely don't recommend treating her as an adult either. I would use respectful language with her, but, but definitely know that she's a very impulsive child with some emotions going on right now. And I would not treat her as an adult in terms of trying to reason with her when she's doing something impulsive like whining or trying to demand things of you or test other limits. I would know that she's in kind of an emotional state there and that she really needs you to hold your ground and, you know, encourage her to share the feelings. Wow, you want to keep telling me about that. And then you turn and you go back to what you're doing there. So you're not ignoring her and you're not treating her like an adult. In fact, you're being the adult in the relationship that isn't going to get dragged down and sucked into what she's doing. But yes, I would speak to her with respect and speak to her with honesty and be clear with her. So anyway, I'm not sure what this mother-in-law means by or what she's seeing there that makes her say something like that. So I can't really comment on that. But The mom says, with two such extremely opposite ways of parenting, my girl is getting confused, causing her to be more stubborn and irritated all the time. I would say she's not getting confused, but again, she's picking up her mother's discomfort. And so she's reflecting back the kind of bit of chaos that she's feeling and the emotions that she feels from her mother. So 
I don't know if that helps or not, but I don't believe this parent should worry about her getting confused about opposite ways of parenting. She still knows who her parent is, and she still knows who her mother-in-law is, and she knows who's got her back for the long haul here, and that's who matters most to her. And she knows that you two are different and have a different way, and, and that's okay. You know, I believe children learn this very early on. I honestly believe infants are so aware that I think, you know, within the first few weeks of life, they know the difference between the way this parent touches them and talks to them and what this parent feels about certain things and how the other parent interacts with them and touches them and, you know, sort of their vibe. It's okay. They don't expect everybody to be alike. So I would let go of that, take that off your worry plate. All of this to free you to feel more confident in your role and just be able to let some of the noise that's going on in your household go. Just focus on what matters, your relationship with your daughter. So she says for the next three months, her hubby will be traveling abroad. So it'll be just me, my mother-in-law and my girl. What do I do? I wish to turn around my daughter's behavior. I wouldn't turn a, turn it around, but I would be the leader that she needs. The unfazed, confident, gentle, kind, honest, loving, understanding, but solid leader that she needs. That will turn some of this behavior around because the, the feelings will get to be shared. And because her mother's feeling more confident in the situation, she will feel more comfortable and not have this kind of urgent behavior. She will settle down in her mother's nest, you know, it only takes one confident leader to give her that. And then she can go fly over to grandma and do her thing with her and it will not affect her in the long run. It should not affect your relationship with her at all. And the key to that, and I, what I hope is that it won't affect your confidence anymore and won't make you afraid that everything's going out of control and and you've lost her. That is definitely not true. So you have the power. And she says, I'm worried that she will end up being a mess. She won't end up being a mess. Uh, even if the mother didn't do any of these things I'm talking about, she won't end up being a mess. But it'd be good for her to be able to process this situation. That's what children do when they exhibit these kind of behaviors. They need their mother to, or their father to just hold their ground and be comfortable with them falling apart a little bit. I'm losing hope and patience. Well, I hope not because I think this is a very hopeful situation. And I think the positives that are gonna be gained through this mother knowing that she can be a confident leader, even with somebody kind of doing the opposite over there. That's only gonna strengthen this mother in her belief in herself as a parent and you know in her daughter's eyes as well so this is a challenge for sure but i know this parent is up for this i know she can do this i hope that helps please check out some of my other podcasts they're on itunes soundcloud and stitcher and again both of my books are available on audio at audible.com and in paperback at Amazon, and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Apple.com. No Bad Kids would be the one that could offer this mother a lot of support and understanding of her child's behavior to maybe give this mother even more confidence in this situation, knowing that her behavior, you know, there is a reason for it, and it's not the reason that she's 
thinking it is, that she's afraid it is. Thanks for listening. We can do this. If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.